This is exactly right. To my favorite murder. The mini soap. That's Karen. That's Georgia. And we're going to read your stuff to you. It's 7 a.m. on it's Sunday morning. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm so ready. My cocker spaniel saved me from getting kidnapped. Yay. Hello, MFM family. Nice. This is Saint. Great. Love your podcast, but we'll get right to the point because I'm a professor and school's about to start and life is chaos. <laughs> I love this person. Hell yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, I had a Cocker Spaniel, Sassy. Sassy. <laughs> oh, that is such a kid's dog's name. Let's say I'm Sassy. <laughs> Did you used to get Sassy Magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I Wait. Don't. Yeah. I think I knew it, but didn't get it. Sassy Magazine was, uh, they had like... It, they used to have Teen Vogue or some teen version of a fashion magazine, and then they got rid of it and they put out Sassy. And it was like the nineties is amazing, like most real Gen X. Kurt and, Kurt and Courtney were on the cover of yes. it. Like it was so badass. It was really it, look up old old. Uh, I was gonna say episodes of it because it's really good. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Sassy, who was uh, scared of a lot of things. Sam. She would pee on herself when people came to the door. Oh God, I do that too. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> or if anyone tried to pet her when we were out on a walk. That's, maybe she just had to pee all the time. <laughs> um, generally, she found people that weren't my family terrifying. Aww, uh, I've always been interested in animals. Turned out that pa- turn that passion into a career. I'm a psychologist who studies how animals think and reason. And now I have wow. the best job ever. Yes, you do. Holy shit. Come over and talk to Elvis. My God. I mean, me. is this a person that's like watching videos of apes using tools and oh, shit? They don't want to talk to my cats. You mean? Oh, oh I like, mean, real shit. no, no, not comparatively. <laughs> no, that's just the first thing I think. Yeah. Did you see that the video? It was a viral video of a, it was a, some kind of an ape or chimpanzee that was using a stick and fire to roast marshmallows. No. It's the greatest. I thought okay. you were going to say the gorilla who's in the kiddie pool and sw- and turning around and <laughs> dancing and going crazy. <laughs> Did you see? It really shows how they think. <laughs> <laughs> they really think I got to dance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I play games with dogs for science. Oh, I didn't. I should have finished that. Um so I would take our dogs. Uh, we had another one who isn't in this story, but she was awesome too. <laughs> to the field at the school about a block from our house to work on their obedience training. One day I was there with Sassy and this guy approached me and tried to talk to me. He didn't get very close because as soon as he came near me, nervous little Sassy went nuts. She started barking and growling and lunging at this guy. This was a dog who usually peed herself and hid behind me when she saw a stranger. Wow. And here she was going on the attack. The guy walked away and I felt kind of bad that she'd acted that way innocent little me thought that he was maybe trying to ask for directions or something yeah yeah adults don't ask kids for help uh that was in parentheses the next day i was at the grocery store with my dad and saw sketches of the (gasps) same guy posted on the community announcements board at the front of the store apparently he had been trying to lure kids away from schools in the area and police were trying to find him i told my dad and a few days later they reported on the evening news 
news that he had been arrested. From then on, I've always trusted my dog's instincts more than my own. Yeah. I think everyone is great until proven otherwise. Um, and it has served me well on more than one occasion. On a happy note, my fiance, my fiance, say and I met through our dogs. We were both looking to rent houses that were big dog friendly and kept running into each other at the same rental houses. Oh, that's the most precious meat cute I've ever heard. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, it's you again. Oh, you're looking to, what'd you think of the last one? Kind of gross, right? And I mean, it did smell. It smelled terrible. It was crazy. Do you like wallpaper? I I love wallpaper. Oh my God, I love wallpaper of dogs. (laughs) Um, sorry. Uh, and our dogs are going to be the maid of honor and best man at our wedding next summer. Oh my God. And then she, these are the best human beings that have ever existed. In parentheses, she wrote, yep, we're those people. Stay sexy, don't get murdered, and always trust your dog, Ellen. I love it. Oh my God. I was always bummed that Elvis couldn't, and Mimi couldn't be in the wedding. Can you imagine? I just let them loose. They're, they're just room. wandering yeah. around, licking stuff. <laughs> they're serving hors d'oeuvres. No, I wanted them to work in the wedding because mm. it was cater waiter expensive. Yeah, yeah. just wanted, right. But if they were the bartenders, oh my god, just like little gin and tonics on their backs. Oh! <laughs> well, kitties. Okay, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was. Those are very sweet people. I love. What it. was her name? I'm sorry, Ellen. Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. All right. Thank you. Ellen. Okay, this one's by Aubrey. It's called. The the subject was, my dog helped catch a murderer. Yes. Okay, my hometown murderer. I always skip the nice stuff. What does that say about me that I don't... That you... Well, we don't want to come off as, like, congratulatory. Yeah, but it's so nice. congratulatory but it is really nice. And it's what they wrote. It is what they wrote, and it's nice, and I don't want people to think... I don't want them... I don't want people to think that they didn't... They just started with their... Anyways. Right. My hometown murder happened in 1999 when I was eight years old in Racine, Wisconsin, which is about halfway between Milwaukee and Chicago on Lake Michigan. Um, she can't remember any of the names and she apologizes, but I swear this happened. <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I were playing in our backyard in June of 99. We lived in town. We lived in town. So our yard and our neighbor's yard were only separated by a f- four foot chain link fence. Suddenly a man wearing only boxer shorts and carrying a knife ran into my neighbor's yard from the alley, followed by two police officers. The officers yelled at my sister and me to get in the house and lock the doors. My two sister, my two sisters ran, but of course I froze in fear. And she says, or now knowing my interest in murder, maybe I froze with intrigue. Yeah, I'm going with that. <laughs> During the commotion, the man in the boxers attempted to jump over the chain link fence into our yard. However, our usually docile, harmless black lab, Max, attacked the man's foot and he decided to jump over the fence to the front yard instead. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to know what would have happened if that man made it into my yard where I stood paralyzed. The police managed to detain him in the street in front of our house. After their ordeal, they came back to our front door and explained the situation. It turns out this guy had raped and murdered his ex-girlfriend and her 15-year-old daughter. They were found stabbed to death in their apartment. When the police arrived at his house to arrest him, he wasn't there and couldn't be found for months. When they found him, he was camped out in the woods near my house, woods that my 12-year-old sister walked past alone every day. No. To get to and from school. No. When they the found. Woods. Yeah, the woods, man. The woods. Chop down all the woods. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good to know. Uh, when they found him, like he. The solution, though, you're just trying to solve the problem. I mean. Yeah. 
When they found him, he ran and thus entered, ended up in my neighbor's yard. And just to make the story even better, when Max attacked this guy's leg, he bit him so hard that he broke his ankle. Good boy. Yes. And the guy couldn't run anymore. The police mm. wanted to meet our dog to formally thank him for his service. Max got a honorary police dog <gasps> award, which I'm sure they no. just made up on the spot, but it was still sweet. Are you going to cry? Uh, maybe. I I need to eat some protein. I'm obviously <laughs> having big feelings about every everything I'm hearing today. But chills and so tears. Chills and tears. and Yeah, and then I just... So, I, I'm sweating. Yeah. It's all of the... All the temperatures. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Good boy, Max. She laid eyes on that murderer. Yeah. I wonder if she hadn't been... If she had run in with her scaredy cat sisters, she wouldn't have seen it oh, for her own shit. two eyes. Girl. This but is- I mean... This is why you always stay and watch. <laughs> always. Always. Um, Be a gawker. That's a good one. This one is for, it's from Atlanta. It's a story from Atlanta. Okay. Um, hey, Georgia, Karen, Steven, and fur babies. God damn you. <laughs> I wanted to share with you uh, the night our pup, pupper, <laughs> man, strike two. Our pupper Charlie saved us from being murdered while I panicked and apparently changed outfits three times before the police even got there. Okay, so my husband Brian and I had gone to see Paranormal Activity too, and we headed back to our tiny bungalow overlooking uh, the cute shops, um, police station, and restaurants in historic Norcross, Georgia. Sounds adorable. It's a little suburb right out of Atlanta's perimeter. We went to bed fairly early because Brian had to fly out early the next morning for work, but we were awoken in terror by our Springer Spaniel going absolutely mm. crazy at about 3 a.m. No. That's the, just the, yeah, after the middle of the night. Paranormal activity? Yeah. Not what you want. Not cool. Springer Spaniel. It's never darker than at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> I knew uh, the second that I heard his bark that something was really wrong. Oh, no. It was like no bark I'd ever heard from him or any other dog. Good boy. We both immediately jumped up and started running toward the barking. Our tiny bungalow had a waist-high white picket fence all the way around it with a big wraparound southern-style front porch. The side door was glass and had the wavy old uh, window panes. Mm. And Charlie starts going nuts attacking the window. Mm. When we look up, there's a man standing there s- staring at us <gasps> with his arms casually by his side, Rocking back and forth with the most terrifying smile on his face. No! No! I'm already scared because, you know, I don't like sliding glass doors because, like, on a ground floor because you can't, all you can see is your reflection when the lights are on. That's right. That's not okay. You have that, don't you? I have that and... That was just in a movie where we were talking about, oh, oh my God, that's so perfect and, and scary. And then you turn the light off and it's... It's someone inside at night yeah. with all the with all windows going, I feel someone is outside, yeah. but I, oh, now I know they can see me and I can't see them. I'm just going to live in a box. Hey. That's all that's happening. Okay. So Brian, who was buck-ass naked, screamed at me to get our gun. Holy shit! I was always scared of having guns in the house, so we had a shotgun with no bullets. So I got the empty gun from the closet, and Brian, still naked, cracked it and held held it through the window while I 
phoned, someone's Canadian, I phoned 911. Uh-huh. As I'm waiting uh, on the operator, my husband tells me that I have to go back and check the porch. He was convinced this guy was the distraction and that more were coming in the back. <gasps> oh, oh my God. No. Oh, and that says, what the fuck? Yeah. WTF. Yes. Okay, by this point, I'm totally out of my man- mind with panic. The dog is still going berserk. My husband is naked and holding the empty gun on what seemed to be some sort of drugged out zombie, but, but luckily I didn't see any one in back by this point the guy now has crossed his arms and is leaning his face against the window staring at brian through the glass he's that close just smiling giggling and whispering things under his no, breath no 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 he didn't break eye contact with brian which somehow made it even more terrifying dude our home was just a few blocks from the police station you could literally stand on the front porch and see the station so once i was on the phone with the 911 operator she was like like, describe him. So I did. And she says, oh, goodness, we know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't chase him if he runs. So um, it, it says, uh, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Apparently, they had picked the guy up earlier in the night and he had just strolled off from the station and ended up at our house. While I was on the phone with 911, my husband said he kept seeing me run back and forth in and out of our bedroom and each time I ran by I was in a different change of clothes (laughs) he said I changed at least three times I have no memory of it whatsoever by the the time the police showed up I had on a summer dress my hair was pulled up and I had on lipstick (laughs) Brian was still naked with an unloaded gun the police dragged the zombie criminal off the front porch and arrested him in the front yard. They couldn't stop talking about how creepy the guy was, which must be super creepy considering what cops see every yeah. day. Oh, that's so awful. Oh, my God. After Brian finally got um, put on some shorts, he asked one policeman what suggestions he had for better home safety. He said, first, get a dog and then get a security system and then get a gun she knows how to use, as he pointed at me. He looked me dead in the eye and said honey we generally show up to clean up the mess if he'd gotten in he could have killed you and gone in the time it takes us to get here <gasps> it was our seat our sweet baby hero charlie who alerted us to something being wrong and was brave enough to not let up until the police got the bad guy good boy he kept his mama sexy and he didn't let me get murdered good boy i love your show I can't wait to see you live in atlanta in january ssdgm katie i'm gonna cry Charlie, what a good boy. Charlie's a good boy. You gotta have a dog. You got to. I'm a cat person through and through. You know that. But But they're the best. There's no, there's no substitution for a fucking dog. The loyalty and the fucking fervor. And the, the, when they were describing of the different sounding barking, there is a barking George does at the front when there's somebody on the front porch that we don't know. And it sounds completely different than her normal barking. Well, I know when they meow and they want food (laughs) and when they meow and they just want to talk when they meow and they're, you know, this or that, but it's not the same thing. These cats will stare at you as someone breaks into the house. Yeah. They will watch it. Yeah. As like they're fascinated. Absolutely. Like leave the door open because I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, oh my god, that made me want to cry. The f- I didn't realize how close he was. His face to the door laughing. And whispering to himself. The whispering. That's just someone who's completely gone. Their mind is gone. Yeah. For whatever reason. I'm also impressed with her husband who like took care of shit, even though his dick was out. Yeah. You know? Maybe because of it. Yeah. 
Maybe he was starting to feel himself. Yeah. Not what literally. What if he had a... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in that kind of Stopping. a man of the earth way. Right. Yes. <laughs> Not in a perverted Like how way. funny would it be though if he... If... Then he gets arrested. They're like, yeah. sir, you like this crime too Yeah, much. you're really into this. Okay. This is called Siamese Cats and an Attempted Break-In. Hey, gang. My mom and dad were living in in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in their late 20s. <laughs> My dad had finished med school and was doing his residency at the local hospital, which meant that he often worked late into the night. On this particular day, my mom came home after work to the house they rented, made dinner, and then went upstairs to watch TV. Later in the evening, she heard something downstairs at the door and idly thought that it must be my dad coming home from the hospital earlier than expected. When the sound of the door handle shaking continued on just a little too long, my mom looked out of her room at the top of the stairs where her two Siamese cats... Alex and Cleo mm-hmm. were sitting together and staring down the stairs at the door. Ooh. Their ears were pressed way back against their heads in the most scornful feline frown. My mom likes to say that this was the point where she knew something was wrong. <sighs> if cats saw my dad, they would greet him happily at the door, meowing for cuddles, but they were very protective of my mom when it came to strangers. That's my thing, too. If you're scared alone, look at the cats. Are they freaking out? Yeah. No, then everything's fine. Yeah, they have the sense of things going on that it's just like my dogs can hear things happening exactly. down the street. Yeah. And so you just get alerted to things and, right. you know, scared. Well, suddenly my mom heard a thud. A picture frame she had leaning on the inside of the window frame clattered in- onto the front porch. Ooh. She knew someone m- must have just opened the window and she jumped to her phone to call 911. <sighs> when the police arrived, she met them at the door. And even though they searched the whole house, they didn't find anything or anyone amiss other than the open window. As the police were walking away from the house, my mom went to the porch to pick up the fallen frame. While she bent down to pick up the frame, what did she see but a pair of feet Ugh. sticking out from underneath the barbecue cover? No, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone's in, balled up in the barbecue. And she bends over <laughs> and sees their feet. Now, I've known my mom to issue a good scream at the sight of a spider, but I can't even imagine the ungodly sound that she let loose when she saw those feet. The police came running back to the house and they, ashamed, took away the hiding man who almost went undetected. (sighs) Unfortunately for my mom, when she called my dad after the whole whole ordeal, he couldn't leave his shift at the hospital to be with her. Oh, no. But at least she had her loyal cats to keep her safe. Stay sexy and trust your cats. See. Oh, my God. (laughs) The feet. The image of just, I'm going to clean up now. Uh, I guess I was over. Yeah. But also, what size was that barbecue? Because I'm thinking the one my dad had, which was like the one that was kind of orange and it just is has a circular lid. There's no way it was that. I think this must must have been like a big one. and It had like a probably underneath it. It was easy to hide under. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines. And June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. 
Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad. So it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, here's my last one. Hey, ladies, I love the podcast, even if it sometimes freaks my roommate out. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Stand by us. This story is about my parents' spooky house and their very good dog, all caps. Good dogs. Georgie and Frankie. Look at how quiet. Sleeping. They know what they have to do to stay in the room.
Yeah, that's right. It's just like me when I used to ask to be in my cousin Cheryl's room. You just have to zip the lip and you can stay in there for as long as you want. Simple, really. Okay. My parents' house was built in 1915 and they bought it just before I was born in the 80s. It's a pretty normal house, two stories, three bedrooms, a big yard and an unfinished basement. We've never finished the basement as it's prone to flooding, and we've always just used it as a general sort of laundry workshop, etc. space. It's just a little bit creepy the way that all unfinished basements are, but never freaked me out too much as a kid. When you grow up in an old house, creepy basements and spooky noises at night, like noisy radiators, are just part of life. Anyway, around 2008, my parents adopted a new dog, a black lab mix named Clark. Aww, <laughs> Mr. Clark. I don't know why I missed that name. Even when I was reading this, that's the funniest. Our childhood dog had passed away. My sister and I were long grown and gone, and my parents wanted a furry friend around the house. Clark was six months old and incredibly sweet. He'd been rescued from a bad situation, and for years, he hated to be alone and always wanted to be in the same room as someone. <laughs> That's so frank. He was pretty well trained by his foster family, housebroken, and almost never barked. He was and still is to this day. He's doing great for his age. Yeah. Pretty much the perfect dog. Oh. A day or two after he came home with my parents, my dad was at work and my mom went downstairs to do laundry. The basement is accessed through a door with a little closet area on one side in the kitchen. And it has creaky wooden steps going down to it. Clark predictably followed my mom down these stairs into the basement and immediately freaked out. It was the first time he'd been in the basement and something terrified him. He looked around and sniffed the air a little bit, then let out one sharp bark. The first time my mom ever heard him bark, he backed up. His hackles were raised tail between his legs. He was so scared. He peed on the floor a little bit. And then he raced back upstairs to the kitchen. My mom was at a loss for what had scared him so much, but obviously something did. She went upstairs and comforted him, but he refused to go back down in the basement. He refused to even step through the door leading to the stairs to the basement. There's a door to the driveway halfway down the basement stairs, and that's the only door where you don't get a face full of flying lab if you enter. We've tried everything, favorite dog treats, people food, toys, but nothing in 12 years has convinced this incredibly social dog to even pass through that doorway. Whoa. Once when I was visiting, something happened to cause a small hole in the kitchen floor, and Clark wouldn't go near it <sighs> until it was covered up. None of us have ever experienced anything too creepy in the basement, but obviously something terrifying is down there, and Clark's the only one with the good sense to avoid it. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't get murdered in a creepy basement, and then scare a sweet dog. Oh no my god, what's down there? They don't know. Dig it up. Dig it up. I mean, up. something's down there. Dude. That dog knows what he's talking about. Or it's like, I believe. I think it like, it just, I, for me, it like makes me believe in like bad vibes more, you know? Sure. But if it's unfinished, there could be like one corner of the basement where it, there's just a body. It's just like, like you know, in a cartoon when yeah. you scan down underground yeah, yeah, and you yeah. see the skeletons and stuff, there could just be a skeleton just right on the other side of one of their unfinished dirt walls. Or he's just a design snob and is like, finish this fucking <laughs> basement already. It's garbage. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. I will pee on it. <laughs> I it's not fear. It's disdain. It's, it's dog just, disdain. Like, the, the one thing he stuck up about is <laughs> <laughs> unfinished flooring. Finish it. I'm Clark. Finish it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the, here's a hero pet story. Perfect. That we've always wanted. <laughs> 
Hello, Stephen. Sladies and pets. What's that mean? Like sleigh ladies, I think. <laughs> I'm Guys. Too, I'm old. <laughs> sleighties. What are you talking about? Here's my hero cat adventure. Uh, I'm highly allergic to cats, but I was at the Humane Society with a friend. Away from the other cats' cages was a gray cat with mange, and she looked rough. Mm. My abused animal flags were raised, and I approached the cage. Her name was Smokey. She was, and this is like a title, not good with kids. (laughs) Not good with dogs. Not good with other cats. <laughs> and she was not good with the staff. Oh. She put a paw out of the cage when I approached, and I thought, your cat chooses you was a cliche, but that night I went home with the blanket from her cage to test my allergies. Like, I just picture her putting her face in this. It's kind of, <laughs> I love cats, but okay. Smokey was a fitting name because she looked like a cranky chain smoking butch of an old woman. <laughs> but a new life, a new name. I changed her name to Slate. She wasn't cranky. She had resting cat bitch face. Sure. She was a badass. She'd been at the shelter for eight months. As I signed the paperwork to adopt her, I was asked multiple times, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Slate hissed and swiped as they tried to put a collar on her. I picked her up off the ground and she stopped fighting. <gasps> she only swiped once and that's the day she saved my life. What? It was a few months after I adopted Slate. I thought it was just going to be an animal adoption story. I, for- <laughs> I forgot about the hero part. Like, this is really nice. This <laughs> is lovely. Oh, wait, what's this podcast? This isn't a podcast. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it was a few months after I adopted Slate. I worked third shift, but this night I had I was home with a cold. I was passed the fuck out in a deep, deep medicated coma when the fire downstairs broke out. I was so hard passed out that I didn't hear the alarms go off. My friends were evacuating the older folks, but they had no idea I was home because she was supposed to be at work. Oh, right. They had no way of knowing I was asleep in the apartment as it slowly filled with smoke. Oh, no. This was the one only time Slate attacked and it woke me right up. I got right the fuck out of there holding the cat under my arm. Something that was good was the big, quote, weird guy that every apartment has broke his arm knocking down the door to the apartment with the fire raging inside to save the pet that caused the fire. Oh, (laughs) this lumbering giant ran down the stairs, saw the fire, broke down the door, went into the apartment and saved the kitten. Oh, let's not call him lumbering. I mean, that's rude. What if he's incredibly graceful? You weren't fucking there in the hallway. She's seen him lumber around the apartment building for years, probably. But this is when his body took flight. Right. And he was suddenly the lead ballerina. (laughs) It was most graceful. So don't discount the quiet... So don't discount the big quiet guy that needs to do his laundry and don't count oh, I out don't. <laughs> don't count out the old cat. Oh. Slate lived for another eight years and when she passed away, a friend forged a special urn for her. She went from the cat that no one wanted to the beloved sidekick, SSDGM Paige in New England. Uh Paige, she didn't just go to the sidekick, she went to a true hero. A hero. She woke you up. She knew what you needed. Slate! <laughs> Go get a cat at the Humane Society, everyone. Also, that's kind of amazing that that cat hated everyone that worked there, but reached out and touched totally. her. Of like, listen, Look. can you please get me out of here? This fucking sucks. You, these people are insane. They I love cats so much. We'll be your best friend. <laughs> All the other cats here are fucking dicks. If we, if I get out, I'll get a job and I'll pay you back. <laughs> I swear to God. Get me the fuck out Just of here. Please. Eight months. That's a long time. Also, get this blanket out of here. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Put your face in it. I promise you'll love me. Do you know that when we adopted uh, my old cat, Rory, Uh who died tragically but comedically, um, she it was the exact same thing. She was an old gray kind of tabby. She was way in the back of her 
uh, yeah, yeah. a horrible cage. Uh-huh. She was just like, forget it. Just yeah. keep going. And when they give you the room, yeah, they yeah. put you in a room to test it out. Uh-huh. The way she behaved was if we were trying to strangle her the whole time. She was like scratching at like the walls and shit, and she peed all over both oh, of us. Honey. Like she lost she was her feral. shit. Yeah, yeah. And then we, me and Pete, were both just like, we gotta get her. <laughs> you fucking like, sadist. Yes, we were just like, no one's gonna take yeah. this cat. She's going to die in a shelter. And yeah. she was also really old, so we just were like, come on, you. And Come it took, join us. It literally took because I already had Angus, yeah. my big, huge, insane um, cat, and it took her like two weeks. She would, she was just hiding under the desk, oh. and then finally one day she snuck into the TV. She's like, room. all right, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and she sorry, like, I didn't. Mean to. No, wait, did she like sit on you? Was she like snuggly from then on? Yes. Well, she would come up. She would like everything was a test. So you, if she came around, you'd have to freeze. Yeah. And just pretend like you were watching TV, and then she would put herself where she needed to be. Aww. And yeah. then you could pet her and stuff. Yeah. My cat Whiskers, who we found as a kitten on the street, uh, gray and white, lived to be twenty years old. And she oh. was like the fucking best. Yeah. Cats are the best. This has been the purrcast. Um, <laughs> Steven's been kicked off the purrcast and it's now on this feed. <laughs> right. Just and we don't interview anyone. His whole concept. Uh, well, uh, fuck you guys. Thanks for uh, sending your stories. Send us more hero cat and dog and animal par- parrot stories. Anything. We just anything from your life. We Bio like chemistry. it all. Yeah. Thanks but, for yeah. writing. Let's hear from those biochemists. That's right. My favorite murder at Gmail. Oh, um, first responders. First responders, apparently you haven't been represented Apparently enough. you hate us. Apparently you're keeping all your good stories to yourself. <laughs> all right, well, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye.